0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with The Breakfast Huddle, only on Money FM 89.3. 20fm eighty nine 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time for Travel Thursday. And you know what? We've got findings from the World Travel and Tourism Council, which has revealed that Apex travel and tourism sector is expected to approach pre-pandemic levels, with travellers in the ASEAN region estimated to reach 155 million this year. 2022, yeah? The travel surge in Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia and the Philippines comes after the ease of travel restrictions here in the region. Of course, uh, countries partially or even fully opening their borders to vaccinated travelers. Traffic Guard. Now, this is a leading digital ad verification and fraud prevention platform. And they've recently revealed in their white paper by Juniper Research that our region is slated to incur loss of approximately 56 billion U.S. dollars to ad fraud. And that amount, Well, no surprise, it's subject to increase because of this return to travel. And also, you know, because Southeast Asia is notable for having one of the largest online travel markets. So what can we do, you know, to protect ourselves from being a victim of ad fraud when it comes to travel? On the line with me this morning is Matt Sutton, who is Global Chief Revenue Officer for Traffic Guard. Matt, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, guys. I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Very good, sir. And this is going to be quite interesting because you guys are a leading digital ad verification and fraud prevention platform. And you've revealed in your white paper details about ad fraud in the region. What else can you tell us about
1: it? That's right. I mean, uh, ad fraud globally is a huge problem. If you look at the size of the digital ad market today globally, there is $450 billion Every single year is spent on digital advertising, which is a crazy number when you think about it. Yeah. Half a trillion dollars every year is spent on digital advertising. If you chat to people like Adobe, they will tell you that 28%, so a third of that 450 billion dollars, never actually reaches humans. It's clicked on by non-human traffic and bots. So that, to put that into context, that's nearly 150 billion dollars. Every year, marketing dollars wasted due to click fraud.
0: I spent about close to a month traveling and, you know, when you mentioned that, I I start to think, gosh, uh, I don't know how I would have reacted if I was a victim of ad fraud. What makes Southeast Asia so attractive? I mentioned earlier on because we are so digitally connected, because we have such a large online market, is that the only reason?
1: Well, yeah, it's a, I mean, the first thing to say is it's a global problem. So every market, every region, every country is a victim of ad fraud in one way or another. Most of the time it's undetected. So most consumers and most advertisers are unaware that they have been the victim of ad fraud. They're clicking on ads which are not real or ads from advertisers are actually clicked on by bots. And this happens all the time. And, you know, those dollar numbers kind of put it into context here in Southeast Asia. We're a fast growing development economy. You know, wherever there is the opportunity to take something unfortunately, you'll find bad actors looking to capitalize on that. So Southeast Asia and and the advertising industry here is no exception to that. And then we also have some markets that have got really fast growing GDP uh, as well, like Singapore. Most people are surprised that Singapore has the second highest level of ad fraud in the Southeast Asia region because obviously you know I've lived here for 15 years now uh, you can probably hear from I'm from England but we're very used to Singapore being a safe place you know we don't think about the fact that, that you know there is very very low crime here and we're used to feeling safe but obviously advertising and technology is, is a whole different sphere it's not something which is easily policed in the same way that our streets are and we have very high GDP you know so Singapore is a high-GDP country. The value of each transaction is high compared to other markets in the world. So, in other words, there's opportunity. So, in Southeast Asia and in Singapore, these bad actors see the opportunity to go and gain and you know that's why we find it
0: here. Mm. I mean it's easy to keep a place safe when you can see the bad guy but when we're talking about the World Wide Web it's a totally different ballgame. Let's talk a little bit about how advertising for the travel sector has changed post-COVID. What have you observed?
1: Yeah no problem. So obviously during COVID uh, it was a very difficult time for the travel sector. Travel basically stopped Mm -hmm. their businesses you know basically were dormant obviously a lot of businesses struggled to survive maybe didn't survive and then a lot of businesses went through periods of retrenchment stasis and now thankfully we're coming out of that i mean if you look at southeast asia and singapore one of the great things that we love about the region here is the opportunity to travel to all of these wonderful places Mm -hmm. and that's now starting to come back so you know i'm sure that everybody is booking travel Anecdotally, you'll know that other people are booking travel. You can Google around and see the statistics. It's all starting to open up again. That's amazing for the travel sector. And obviously what it means is an increase in promotional activity. Ah. So having having not really marketed very much for a couple of years, now they're over-indexing, right? So now it's time to start marketing again. And a lot of promotional activity. So what you'll see in advertising in the travel sector is a lot of promotions, price incentives, to try to get people back and to sort of incentivize them to come back. Bots are designed to chase after bonuses and price incentives. So any kind of promotional advertising activity always attracts bots and fraud.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like the way you build that up because I myself have seen this huge increase of travel. The bad guys are going to go, oh, this is an opportunity. But if I'm an advertiser, damn if I do, damn if I don't. What do I do? How do I stand out for the crowd and protect my ads?
1: Exactly, you're exactly right. And so there's two things that, when we you know start talking to advertisers about how they can protect themselves from the impacts of fraud and make sure that they don't lose marketing dollars and make sure that they still drive ROI. There's a two-step process that we kind of chat them through. The first one is culture. So you need to decide as a company that we want to start understanding where and how uh, we're being affected by this. So in what channels? How is it affecting our marketing metrics? Does it look like we're selling more than we are, but some of it's not even real? You know, so is that even baked into our business result? You, you need to have that kind of agreement that, you know, C-suites and right across the business that this is a problem that we want to understand and we want to start digging in. And so that's really a, a culture and a people and an organizational decision-making process that you need to go through. So the first step, I would say, is culture. And then the second step is much easier and much simpler technology so once you have decided you know I want to understand this I want to see how it's affecting us what do our real ROI metrics look like and then the next step is to go well what technology can I then go and put in place and how is that technology going to work how do I integrate it specifically into the paid marketing channels and and my own consumer journey and conversion route that I have in place so two-step process first culture second technology
0: quite funny right because you need the technology to really stand out which will expose you but you also need the technology to protect you curious question matt as we've been talking about you know the potential for ad fraud is there an indication of on which segments in the industry perhaps are more susceptible to it
1: yeah it's a great question um and a follow-on from you know what i was just talking about there about promotional activity okay and anything related to incentives and promotions online so that's one big area so rather than one sector it's more the sectors that have that kind of advertising activity and so typically we'll see that in finance fintech insurance travel which obviously we're talking about today telcos sports betting any sector where you're running a lot of price promotional activity b2c price promotional activity so that's you know that kind of activity across those sectors and then another big area is, and obviously again, it, it's more of a catch all, but any kind of business that is doing activity related to user acquisition. So mobile apps that are doing a lot of user acquisition campaigns, any business that has an affiliate program where they're driving to a conversion, right? So like partners are getting paid on sign-ups for new customers. So they might be paying on a CPA, a cost per acquisition, So any kind of affiliate, customer drive, loyalty programs, and any kind of user acquisition activity, which then brings in mobile apps in particular that are very susceptible to this. So kind of cross-sector with those kind of activities.
0: Okay. I know we have sort of covered this in terms of being critically hit by Adfor, but I'm curious, and just in line with the the segments that you brought up, when we talk about loss, right, in this sphere, is it fair to say loss equals to how big your market size is?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question because the first thing is most advertisers are unaware before they go on this journey okay. how and where fraud is affecting them because it's kind of baked into all of their business results mm. already. It's mm. kind of a hidden cost. It's kind yeah. of a hidden cost of sale, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's baked in. So before they start, they're not really aware of how it's affecting them. And then the bad actor activity is that Two stages of the advertising activity the first one is the media buy so if they're paying for an impression or if they're paying for a click then these bad actors will be looking to get wrongly paid for an engagement a click uh, with a user that's not actually real so it's at the media buy and then also at the what we would say is the conversion so at the sign up the registration the sale where they're looking to get wrongly attributed for it And so that's where it happens. And then the impact on the business from there is multifold. So the first one is pretty obvious wasted marketing dollars. Mm. You know, you paid for something which isn't real and you paid for a conversion that you needn't of and so that's lost marketing dollars, but kind of related to that, which is more of a longer discovery journey is distorted marketing metrics Mm. Mm. because all of that performance is then baked into the results that you're kind of publishing internally within the business or to the market on how well our marketing is working. A lot of that performance then is being stolen from organic or is being stolen from branding. Like it's customers that you had anyway, that marketing is now kind of optimizing fraud towards, but you would have generated anyway. You didn't need to have that kind of additional cost on your business. So that's a more complicated discovery journey, uh, but it's distorted marketing metrics. And obviously the bigger kind of conversation and issue in what is it costing us is, and you touched on it just before, is growth. Like if all your marketing is doing is wrongly paying for customers that you should have anyway, then you have a huge amount of lost growth that you could have had If you hadn't have wasted that marketing on fraud, but you had have actually targeted real users, you would have grown a lot faster than you actually did because your marketing would actually have been working, which then kind of brings us on to customer value. Mm. There's a heap of revenue Mm. that you've not actualized because you're wasting your marketing dollars on fraud. So you can think about it as a growing sphere of impact Mm. throughout the business from the wasted marketing dollars to the distorted marketing metrics to the lost growth to their lost revenue, and it's a journey as you start to put this technology in place to unlock all of that growth. It's a massive opportunity here, but as I mentioned before, you need to have the right approach to it, and then you need to have the right technology to start taking that growth back.
0: Yeah. Real reality check there, because then if you're going to talk about uh, travel recovery, it's not a really accurate picture, because you could have had so much more. All right. Um, uh, Matt, uh, how can we bring ad fraud to the forefront of the customer acquisition conversation?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, again, it's another great question. So I kind of liken ad fraud as a topic and ad fraud technology as a solution okay. to what I saw in the growth of programmatic advertising technology, let's say, eight to ten years ago. So eight to ten years ago, everybody was talking about how programmatic was going to change The way that we buy advertising so this is you know advertiser side technology that allows us to buy advertising on an automated basis it's much more efficient drives much more reach it's much more cost effective Um, you know like all supply chains in any industry technology here is creating a a massive amount of efficiency so eight to ten years ago everybody was talking about programmatic but hadn't quite got round and the technology hadn't quite been adopted yet, and it was a journey to start to get it adopted. And, you know, I see ad fraud technology being very, very similar to that. Everybody is aware of these numbers. Everybody is aware that there's fraud in the world. Marketeers understand that it's there, but the technology has not quite yet been adopted at scale to start solving for this problem. And so the answer as usual here is technology and adoption of that technology by advertisers and marketeers. And we're on that journey now. And, you know, my view is that five years from now third party ad fraud technology will be table stakes for all digital advertisers. And I see in the same way that CMOs kind of have their best practice around how they use programmatic and their preferred technologies. I feel like five years from today, you know, when you hire a CMO or any CMO will say this is the ad fraud tech that I use. This is how I use this technology. Here's how it's going to impact your business. So it will become table stakes. And so, uh, you know, I think technology is the answer and and just time in market is what will see it be widely adopted and people start to understand how they can solve for this problem.
0: Almost potential for it to become somewhat of a minority report type of technology where it's a predictive model because the bots are attracted to it. You can find the pattern in it. You just need a little bit more time.
1: Yeah, exactly that, you know, and, and... it is very much a cat-and-mouse game. Mm. You know, our technology uses AI and machine learning to be constantly looking at activity to find the anomalous thing. So, you know, if you look across all of these different paid channels that you're using, And then all the different ways in which the humans are interacting and the valley traffic is interacting, then the fraudulent thing will look different. Yes. So it's anomalous. And so uh, it's very much a cat and mouse game, you know, like any bad actor activity, right? The good guys are chasing the bad guys all the time (laughs) and the bad guys are always coming up with new ways to imitate and to try to defraud them and... The good guys are always holding their technology to catch them. So, yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. Like a friend
0: of mine said to me yesterday, one of these things is not like the other. Matt the Global <laughs> Chief Revenue Officer for Traffic Guard, on the line with me. Matt, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.